What's up, guys? We are live. The red light is on. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Ryan will know that line. All right, to my left, wearing the beautiful banana hat towards because our Cheeto Vera defeated Pedro Munez Saturday night, but we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. L. Dawson, L. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. My, <laughs> my hair is all messed up from the banana now, but I think no, yellow might be my color. No, no guarantees or no anything off the top? and no Nothing off the rip? You know, no. Okay. No. You know, my, my parlay was so close, and so I just close. had way too much faith in Chris Weidman. Yeah. I should have stuck with just the over, and it would, I would have hit. I got greedy. I got greedy. You did. You did. Hey, real quick, though, shout out. L. Dawson, I do. I hear there's a comeback coming. Any promotion out there in the in the, the world? Or can we travel worldwide? Do we have a passport ready to go? Yes, I do. Any 105ers. Any 105ers. 105ers. Let's go. Except right. for my teammates. Anybody else? L. Dawson's ready to attack. Ready to attack. Down low. Still the king of the super fight. We, we we're not we're not done with that. We're gonna keep oh, rolling no. in that to you lose, Ryan. The cornerman putting out content, turning out content. A great podcast just dropped earlier today. Ryan, the heart of the show, my man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see some bananas. Um, it's uh, although I thought it'd be on the on the hare's head. <laughs> I, I thought it'd go the other way, but it is what it is. You know. We got some good picks tonight for uh, yes. fighting for breakfast Saturday morning. Looking forward to this. Yes. Pancakes and fights Saturday morning. UFC Singapore. Max Holloway in the Korean Zombie in the main event. But, guys, this is a really good card. I just kind of looked this through. I've been kind of talking about it all week. Uh, guys, Aaron Blanchfield versus Talia Santos. Mm -hmm. that, that can main event any fight night on this planet. We have a light heavyweight matchup with uh, Ryan Spawn and Anthony Smith. Uh, Giga Chikazian is back versus uh, the Alex Casarius. So a lot of really fun fights on this card. But real quick, uh, after a pay-per-view and after a moment like we just had a couple nights ago at UFC 292, I love doing this. L, one minute, UFC 292. We have a new UFC Bantamweight Championship. Uh, one of your favorite fighters on this planet, Ian Gary won. Uh, Wei Lee still is throwing significant strikes against Lamoche. A uh, one minute UFC 292, take it away. Uh, it was just, it's, it was such a good event for the MMA community. Whaley uh -huh. Jang looked super crazy dominant. I, I think she might get to almost like Shevchenko status or, or almost Amanda Nunez status, even with wow. Rose Nama Yunus now at flyweight. Like, who is going to step up and beat Whaley Jang right now? I think that there's just a. Uh, that's that's gonna be such a fun moment. I'm sorry, my dogs are going nuts. Hey, no worries. We're very dog friendly here in Fight Very dog friendly. Okay, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, Sean O'Malley becoming champ. It, it's yeah. just shaking up the division. It's shaking up the MMA community in general. I, I don't think I've seen somebody post this much about one fighter in ages. Like we have to go back to like a Conor McGregor moment to see the the results of this craziness i'm sorry i'm gonna chill them out give me one second uh ryan you take it away ufc yeah. 292 I'll, one minute take it away my man i'll pick up where she left off we were talking about it before i think that uh you're seeing what you're seeing with sean o'malley is very similar to what connor's build-up was they had right. some skepticism about connor uh 
However, like Connor, he was still in all these fights, but actually I think he was a better fighter than Connor when Connor won uh, wow. over Jose Aldo. I truly believe that. I think he's more wow. well-rounded and a better fight IQ. Um, Got to talk about Chris Weedman, you know, still the heart of a champion. Unfortunately, it looks like the legs aren't there. Uh, and Brad Tavares, got to get it up for him. Had a fantastic game plan. He knew he only needed 10 minutes to win that fight, and he won that fight with 10 minutes and just stayed alive for the last five. Um, and then, you know, up and down the card, you know, Pedro lost to Cheeto. You know, I love watching Cheeto fight. Talking about what's going to happen with the Bantamweight division, I'm sure that's plenty of conversation we'll have over the next couple of months. But, yeah, it was a great fight card. Really was. Really was. Anything else? You want to put a bow on anything else or just Sean O'Malley? Unbelievable. Yeah. I Sorry. I honestly didn't hear anything you said, Ryan. I'm dealing with my good. crazy dogs right now. But, um, yeah. I don't listen to you either, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was sad to see Pedro lose. I thought he won. It was a very close fight. Uh, that round two was, was kind of a toss-up. Um, it was. It but was. Uh, and I, I don't think Cheeto should get that next uh, title shot. It looks like that's what's going to happen. I think that's weird. It should definitely, absolutely be Corey Sandhagen. But I think it's very clear that the UFC wants Sean O'Malley to be champ for as long as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's. And we really could open up that book of worms with the bantamweight division and the next four fights, but that's a whole book of worms. And maybe, hey, that's another podcast for another time, maybe. But, all right, UFC Singapore, we really want to get into it. A lot of fights. Uh, I love the main card. The main card is phenomenal. Uh, the prelims, it's, uh, you know, it's a very Singapore-based card, what they should do. Uh, it's going to be on very early, 5 a.m. on the East Coast, main card, 8 a.m. on the East Coast. But what we do here, best bet, underdog, three-fight parlay, L ladies first. What is your best bet on UFC Singapore? Man, I, I have to go straight to the main event. I will. We'll, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later, but I just can't. I can't skip over this with a, a best bet on a card like this with Max Holloway fighting a guy like the Korean Zombie. Zombie has been one of my favorite fighters for literally since I started watching MMA. But I just don't see how he, he has a shot here against Max Holloway. He's been taking a lot of damage. He's taken a lot of strikes. I think Max's volume, his range, his takedown defense, his chin are just a recipe for disaster for uh, for the Korean Zombie. With obviously Zombie's a super tough guy. We haven't seen Max Holloway finish anyone since Brian Ortega. I don't remember what year that was, but I know it's been a while. However, Max Holloway batters people, and we just saw Zombie get stopped on the feet against Volkanovski. And while Max may not have that one as much one punch power as an explosive guy like Volk. He absolutely has the volume and he batters people's faces, i.e. Calvin Cater, Brian Ortega. You know, we've seen him just hurt these guys. And I think that Zombie is going to take enough damage that we're going to see Max Holloway win by KO or TKO this time, which definitely makes this much, much more attractive than a minus 800 for Max Holloway. So you got Max Holloway winning inside the distance. Uh, KO, TKO more specifically. Okay, okay. I love that. I don't okay. see, I don't KO, see TKO, Max Holloway. Love it. All right, Ryan. Ryan, best bet on the board, my man. I'm keeping it up top. Same thing. I couldn't get away from Max Holloway. I have him winning by TKO or KO specifically because it's a four, wow. uh, five-round fight. Um, like you said, he batters. And just like that, that stoppage against Brian Ortega, he broke Brian's orbital and just kept peppering and peppering and peppering until everything swelled up. 
I could see that happening here, especially the way the Korean zombie marches into punches. I could see him marching into five, six, even seven punches against Max, where he's getting peppered up and his eyes are closing and they wave the, wave the fight off in between rounds three and five. So I have him, Max winning by, uh, by TKO or KO. Uh, I can't get too specific on it. It'll be round four or five, but it's going to be in that back end of the championship rounds. Wow. Amazing. What, how, how bananas would it be if Max Holloway is beating them, smashing them, uh, Korean zombie falls and he gets like a weird submission and he wins via submission. That, that, that would be our luck. But, that, that would be, uh, yeah, that's I, like when, um, when Levitt uh, won by. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy parlay and that happened. Right. <laughs> I will say he would have to put zombie to sleep because zombie does yeah. have good grappling and he yeah. also mm. is ridiculously tough. So I could see him like trying to survive and getting TKO. So I'm going to hope I, not. <laughs> I, I, I kind of looked at this and of course, uh, the better in, you know, me, especially in value, I'm like, wow, the Korean zombie in Singapore, he's like plus 550. I'm like trying to look into, I'm like, can I, can I, Guys, Max Holloway is so damn good. Like, if you go to his topology, and I know you might look, you're like, wow, he has seven losses. That, like, that's kind of, I hate to say it, it's kind of a lot for, like, an all-time great. But if you look at his losses, they're incredible. Like, he has the best seven losses in all of MMA. And you look at his wins, Max Holloway is, like, one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time in the 145-pound division. One of his losses, of course, is at 155-pound against Dustin the Diamond Poirier, an all-timer. Max Holloway is one of the all-timers. Uh, I don't want to say he's in his prime. He's probably on the outskirts of his prime, maybe on the little bit of the way down. But he's not on the. He's not out of it. He's not like um, where Ferguson is at or Diaz is at or McGregor's at by any means. Max Holloway is still fighting well. You know, I still think he's got a lot of his tank. He's still a lot younger than what a lot of people think he is because he started so damn young in the UFC. Uh, yeah, Max Holloway, guys, is going to win this fight. All right, underdogs. Uh, a couple underdogs on the main card might jump out at you. L. Dawson, take it away with your underdog play, UFC Singapore. My underdog play is going to be Parker Porter to beat Junior Taffa. Um, I think that Taffa just has so many holes in his ground game, as was exposed by Muhammad Usman. And while Porter is not as explosive, um, he still averages at least one takedown every fight, which is almost unheard of at heavyweight, except for a handful of guys that consistently wrestle. You really don't see that that often. And I, I think with, uh, I'm not super high necessarily on either guy, but I think Porter has shown a lot of improvements lately. He had a really uh, impressive win over Braxton Smith uh, recently. And I feel like Taffa just never really took off. I think people expected a lot more of him because of his brother. And he just hasn't quite delivered. Um, and I think when both guys are kind of on the lower end of the totem pole at the heavyweight division, you got to give the advantage to the grappler and the guy who can wrestle versus the guy who cannot. I'm taking Parker Porter. So funny. So I saw this fight and I saw Parker Porter as the underdog. And I'm like, okay, I, I can see that. I'm like, wait, there's no way. Parker Porter, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. And then you look, I agree with you. Look at Tafa. Jeez, you you have to. I they yeah, Parker Porter is a great play, L. Like, I I don't love Parker Porter as a mixed martial artist going forward. That many bets, but on this night in UFC Singapore, that is a great great play. I love that pick immensely. Uh, Ryan Quinn, my man, underdog play. What you got? Why did I even show up to work tonight? I have Parker Porter too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I just, wow. um, I know Parker. I've, I followed him way back when he fought for reality fighting. You know, we we're both on the same cards for Bellator. Um, he's, he, for a heavyweight, he's fairly athletic. He has a lot of volume. When you do that against a more green fighter, you're going to connect a little bit more. You're going to lose the fighter. You know, I think he's going to win those exchanges. Wow. And he does have fairly good wrestling. He has really, he has a really good knee bar. Actually, he's got pretty good grappling, even from the guard for a heavyweight. And I just think that the experience with the technique and the the good hips favors uh, favors Parker. I like Parker for the underdog. That is amazing. That is amazing. If somehow, some way, if you guys have the identical three five parlays, I am walking out of my studio right yeah, here yeah. now. That that will happen. Um, all right, we got Holloway TK. That'd be real embarrassing if you don't hit too. <laughs> We got underdog play Parker Porter. L. Dawson, 3-5 parlay. She hasn't guaranteed it yet. So let's see what we can get the mojo. Let's see what the positive momentum we can get. 3-5 parlay, Singapore, take it away, L. Dawson. If you have the same parlay, Ryan, this will be insane. Because I really tried to get it. Yeah, my, mine's pretty so, unique as well. So I don't think that's going to happen. I tried. I tried to go with some of the new, the new guys that people don't know on on this. Uh, some of the Asians on the card that people may not be as familiar with. Okay, so first leg of my parlay, I have Garrett Armfield beating Toshiomi Kazama. 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 Um, he so he did lose his debut up a weight class against a very tough David Onamu. who's very dangerous. Also on super short notice. Kazuma also lost his debut via, via KO to uh, Nakamura, who is absolutely not a scrub, very talented uh, young prospect. But Kazuma is very hittable on the feet, and I don't think he is as durable as Armfield. He also only has like a 50% striking defense. Like he's, he just gets hit a ton, and he lands about half as often as he is getting landed on. Um, he might have some in the grappling department. He is a, he does have a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background, Judo as well, I believe. But Garrett has really solid wrestling, very solid boxing, is tough as nails. Uh, Garrett and I are actually from, uh, well, he, he's from the St. Louis area, but we started in the same MMA gym in Springfield, Missouri. So I watched him train. He is one of the genuinely toughest people I've ever seen. He has a solid chin. He can take an absolute ass whooping and still keep coming forward. I think he's going to get the better of uh, Tashiomi Kazuma in all of these exchanges, whether it be striking, grappling. I think he's just the better guy here. Um, my second leg, I have Nakamura beating Fernie Garcia. I had it inside the distance because I expected that prop to actually be pretty juicy. It was not. It's like minus 350 last time I checked. So I was also toying with the idea of a first round KO. Not quite as safe, but Nakamura does have all first round finishes except for one. He has one decision on his entire record. He is undefeated. Garcia is on a two fight skid. Um, he lost to high stand, which I don't think is a terrible win, but he also lost to Journey Newsom before that. And Newsom has been less than stellar in the UFC. He has not done very well. Um, Garcia is actually one of his very few wins of late. Um, uh, man, Nakamura is just such an incredibly high-level wrestler. He did win um, the Freestyle World Cup. He is very, very talented, very explosive, very athletic. He throws a lot of volume. He's very well-versed, great control. Garcia has severe holes in his takedown defense, absorbs a ton of strikes on the ground. He uh, Most of his striking on his UFC stats was absorbed through ground and pound. 
So I think that that is just not a, this is not a good place for Garcia to be against Nakamura. The money line's not worth it here. So I would definitely go with at least one of the props, whether you go inside the distance or by first round KO. Um, last leg of my parlay, I am going with Giga Chikadze to beat Alex Caceres. So Chikadze is just better at what Caceres is best at. Caceres is primarily a striker. He does mix in his grappling here and there, but it's not, in my opinion, it's not really his strong suit. He's gangly and awkward with his grappling, but he's going to have to get through some nasty knees and kicks in order to take down Giga Chikadze, who I think does a very good job staying against the cage, using his hips to defend, digging underhooks and creating space. I don't see that happening. I think he just picks Caceres apart from the outside. Caceres's Awkward sideways karate stance is going to be a nightmare for some low kicks from Chikadze. I think he's just going to be the more powerful and more accurate striker here. All right. So we got Garrett to win, Giga to win, and Nakamura ITD inside the distance. Yeah, I, it's a pretty safe. That one's pretty safe. There's also first round KO, but let's stick with inside the distance. Let's keep it oh, safe. A win's a win. That three five parlay plus 230. There you go. Money's money. Garrett, Giga, Nakamura, ITD, plus 230. Um, we usually would pass the ball to the cornerman, Ryan Quinn, but I'm the host. So I'm going to do something a little bit different real quick. I got a bone to pick with Miss L. Dawson right now. We okay. are going to we're going to pivot right now to L. Dawson. Oh, L, no. I have you as like the second biggest Aaron Blanchfield fan. So I'm like, okay, on this card, we're going to have the best bets, Aaron Blanchfield. We're going to have oh, – she's going to be a part of the 3-5 parlay. We're going to have somehow as an underdog, you're going like to sneak her in with a second-round submission because you're going to have her in here. How do you not have Miss Aaron Blanchfield on your list at all? What are we doing here? L, I got I'm your back, do a dog. Whole segment breaking down the fight, Dave. Okay, so it. you want me to hold on? It, it you want me to hold? It deserves its own show. This okay. fight deserves its own show. Okay, all right. All right. I thought you weren't going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Ryan, three, five parlay, my man. I'm sorry. I'm going right. to pivot back. I'm going back. All right. So I have in the first one, you kind of went into one of mine already. Um, and the, I, right at the top, I have JJ Aldris getting her finish. I really do. I think that she's going to finish Na Leong because Na Leong, uh, early on in her career, padded. You know, her opponents were 0 1, 0 2, 0 2, 0 right. 1. And then the UFC, and then she gets finished twice. She got slapped in the face with a hard dose of reality. <laughs> Aldrich, who is she? I mean, granted, she's 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 a she's a, she goes the distance a lot, but look who she's fought. She's gonna see these mistakes and she's gonna expose them real quick. And I think, like me as a fighter, whenever I like, I remember there was a couple times where I fought above my head, like three, four fights in a row, and then I fought someone at my level, and then bam. I saw those finishes and I was capitalizing. I think she's going to see that window and she's going to take it. And then you're going to see Leon, you know, take a walk. Now, um, let me jump to the other one before I go back into what we were kind of discussing. Anthony Smith and Ryan Spann are going the distance. Um, okay. Now, uh, I know I, I know you're only as good as your last fight, but I, I, I try not to judge people on what happened their immediate last fight. But what I saw with Anthony Smith kind of concerned me with um, – you know, where he was with the PTSD, you know, I don't want to get into the gentleman's, you know, personal life, but it did look concerning as to not how he's training, but how he will be in a situation like this. Will it slow down his reaction time and everything? Um, and Ryan, I think Ryan's going to be pretty cautious against Anthony. So this, uh, this fight's going all the way. Um, 
Aaron Blanchfield, uh, Talia Santos. Now, Talia could beat any woman in the world at any given time. Uh, she has fantastic striking. She's she's very she's very strong. She's fairly big for the weight class. I feel um, has a very uh, tough defense to score on. But Erin, you know, she's clearly growing after every fight, and her boxing is so well developed. I have Erin winning this fight. Um, I just feel that in every situation that she's a little bit quicker and not her overall striking, but she, she can make this a boxing fight. If she gets into a kickboxing battle, it's, it's going to be a long night, but if she makes her, if she makes Talia beat her with boxing, she has a shot and you're just going to see her leading the dance for 15 minutes. So I have Aaron winning by decision. I have Anthony Smith, Ryan Spann going the distance and I have JJ Aldridge inside the distance. Love it. Dude, that's a really nice parlay, my man. The odds with all that is plus 370. I like that as well. Aldridge, Blanchfield, Smith, and Spawn going the distance. Plus 370, Ryan. I like that a lot. Um, okay. I think we hit a lot on Holloway and um, uh, the Korean zombie. I, so let me ask one question on that because I think there is one question. And then I do want to – let's give Blanchfield and Santos two, three minutes and just kind of what we think could happen going forward. My question on the Korean zombie, win, lose, or draw, but especially on a loss, are we going to see him put his gloves down on the middle of the octagon? And is this his last dance? Is this the last time we're going to see the Korean zombie fight in the octagon? I I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on that because, one, I know for a fact that zombie wanted to fight Max Holloway. He did not yeah. have to fight Max Holloway. He asked for him and refused to fight anyone else. That tells me maybe he wants to go out big. Then we also have to go to the fact that this is zombie. And he's the kind of guy that I just don't know. Like he is definitely the kind of guy who would fight past his, well past his prime. You know, like that's just who he is. He's a fighter. Right. He's, he's the, right. He is one of the most exciting, die, live by the sword, die by the sword fighters in, in history. So I, I don't know. I, I My gut says he wants this fight so he can retire. But if he loses, maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to stick around. Ryan? You know, judging by the fact that I have to think about it, so I don't know. I, I, I kind of – I know he did ask for Max. Um, I can't make a decision there. I really don't know. I, I, really, okay. I really don't know. Um, but I, I agree where he, this, this is the kind of guy that keeps fighting, keeps fighting, keeps fighting. This is what he loves to do. So, right. Right. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta plead the fifth. I don't know. Okay. Um, Blanchfield and Santos, does the winner fight? And of course you would assume that the winner of Grasso and Shevchenko, the winner is done. Like the winner moves on. I don't think there's a trilogy. If Grasso wins, it's 2-0. Grasso moves on. And I think if Shevchenko wins, I don't think there's a trilogy fight there. I think Gross, uh, Shevchenko is such a great champion, and it's kind of that a uh, little bit of a fluke. I don't want to say a fluke win. I just say Shevchenko moves on. That's just my gut feeling. So that will move on. The winner of Blanchfield and Santos fights the winner of that fight moving on. I think the dates are close enough. That's what I see. What do you guys feel? L, am I on to something there? I, I 100% agree. Yeah, I, I okay. think that – like you said, I don't know that it was a fluke, but it was a mistake. I, I heard it explained. Actually, one of my coaches said this, where he was like, 
she it wasn't that Alexa Grasso created a situation where she right. could set up the win. She capitalized on Valentina's mistake. Yeah. And so I the way that she won, absolutely shock, surprise. I think it was a super big deal. But if Valentina gets her belt back here, I agree with what you said. She was so dominant before. And we have to remember how incredible the rest of the flyweight division is now when it was never like that before. Right. Flyweight was the most shallow female division for the longest time. And now we have we have tag with Tyler Santos. We have Aaron Blanchfield. Like we have Manon Furo. We might have Rose Namajunas in that mix here coming up. So it's it we're in a time at a time where it doesn't make sense to set up that trilogy. And real quick before your answer, Ryan, was Santos lost a via split decision that a lot of people in that moment thought Santos won. And a lot of people thought like that run that fight back right away. Like everyone right. thought we wanted to see that match right away. So if Santos beats Blanchfield, that is such a good victory. We got to see Santos Shevchenko too right away. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I think that this is a number one contender fight. Um, okay. Especially... Um, I, I think that as long as Aaron wins, she definitely goes. Yeah, yeah, Santos, I agree with that. Santos may have to win very impressively to get back up there again, but I still think that she she can do it. Um, if um, if if uh, what was I going to say? It was so, something that I had in mind for the for the title fight. So if uh, if Shevchenko wins, then I feel that uh, they're going to want to see her against somebody else. That that that. That that rubber match doesn't really doesn't really count, right. Right now. especially right. with Rose coming up, you know, like or coming back in the one twenty five. Like uh, there's like you said, there's a, there's a lot more depth now with more names right. to mix around and throw around. That I don't I don't see a rubber match happening. I think this is a number one contender fight. If the UFC gets their way, and sometimes they do, let's just be honest. Shevchenko mm -hmm. wins the rematch, and Blanchfield wins Saturday morning, and we have a Shevchenko Blanchfield match in December or in January, February. Like that's just that's their perfect flyweight title match. I think what you were talking about earlier, L in the straw weight. I think it's going to be Tatiana Suarez versus Wei Li as the straw weight. Like that is so good. Like I think that is to me the. I think Wei Li's the best thing against the newcomer undefeated. And I think Shevchenko is the best thing against Aaron Blanchfield, this young phenom coming up. I love both of those matchups going forward. I think that'd be great for the female lightweights yeah, uh, kind of going sure. forward. I think it'd be great. Agreed. Um, okay. I think we did it. I think we did it. Max Holloway, um, uh, Korean zombie, unbelievable. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I never want to talk retirement into someone who doesn't want to. Uh, could be an absolute scene in the main event. It could be uh, bananas, the kids say. So we'll see what happens. Saturday morning, guys, prelims 5 a.m. on the East Coast. The main car starts at 8 a.m. Uh, East Coast. I think we're allowed to announce, L. I hope I'm allowed to say this, the post-fight show, Fight Bananas, I believe it's going to be 7 or 8 p.m. at night. Jonathan and Blake and our own L Dawson will be on that show. We'll be so excited. Seven or eight o'clock. So that gives everyone a, you know, let's relax a little bit. That's maybe we have to watch the fights. You know, we'll skip the prelims at 630. We can watch them back during the day, eat, and then we'll have a cool post-fight show. Seven or 8 p.m. Fight Bananas on YouTube and our Facebook channels. We appreciate it. Ryan, anything else? Anything else, L? No, you know, I'm just thinking real quick. I'm an early bird. If I, if you guys want to watch the prelims with me, I, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. So let me know, and I can tune into my YouTube channel, and 
will be s i'll probably be screaming wake up my wife and son that's okay it happens once in a while but uh, uh let, let's do it let me know guys there we go the quarterman right. underscore mma on youtube give the man a follow watch with them stream it with them six uh yeah 605 a.m hopefully i'll be sleeping i'm telling you i'm not getting up that early hopefully well we'll see i can't wait AA, 8 a.m the main card great main card get up for that l you can allow to take off the banana hat it's over chido vera definitely dominated it no banana bet this week next week um we go to paris and then the week after that we got a pay-per-view so we got another big card coming up big weeks for ben and ben we'll talk to everyone real soon we appreciate it